0: This podcast is sponsored by Ballin Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American Pool table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches.
1: Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Thursday, January the 20th. And our top story today is that a dad who stabbed his own daughter before being shot by police is suing the NHS for more than a million pounds. Mark Traylor attacked his then 16-year-old daughter after taking her hostage at their home in Hursden near Canterbury almost seven years ago. He was experiencing psychotic delusions at the time. Well, Lucy joins me now to talk through this case. Firstly, Lucy, can you tell us a bit more about what happened at the time?
2: As you say, this all happened in February 2015 and Mark Trailer's daughter Kitana was just 16 at the time. She was seriously injured and suffered a torn bowel and lacerations to her liver, colon and spleen the attack only ended when Trailer was shot by police. And why is he suing the health service? Well, he's accusing doctors and specialists of failing to monitor him before the attack happened. The 47-year-old had been prescribed medication in 2012 after being diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Now, his lawyers claim that if he'd continued on what are now called slow-release depot injections rather than switching to self-administered tablets, the attack would never have happened. He also claims if he'd been advised properly, he would have stayed on the initial medication and not suffered the relapse. The defence argue it was his own decision to stop taking the drugs, and records show he didn't take any after June 2014, when the injections finished. His daughter, who's now 22, is also suing the NHS for breaches of the Human Rights Act. She's alleging healthcare staff failed to act to ward off the real and
0: immediate risk to life posed by her father, and the case continues. Use. Thanks, Lucy. We will, of course, keep you updated on how this one develops. But finally, can you tell us what happened after the attack? Yes, well, Trailer was tried for attempted murder in November 2016
2: and found not guilty by reason of insanity. We should also mention that the gunshot wounds he received have left him with brain injuries affecting his mobility and
0: ability to eat, drink or dress independently. Kent Online News. A Canterbury man who went missing five months ago has been found dead in France. 31-year-old Dan Venice disappeared from the College Road area of Margate last August. It's thought his body was discovered on a French beach shortly afterwards, but it's only just been identified using DNA. Candles will be lit in memory of Dan at seven tonight. A teenager's been charged with attempted murder following a stabbing in Rochester. The victim, who's in his 20s, remains in a stable condition at a London hospital after being attacked near to the entrance of some flats on the Tideway on Tuesday evening. A 19-year-old from the town is due in court while a 54-year-old woman arrested on suspicion of assisting an offender has been released under investigation. Tributes are being paid to a semi-professional gamer from Maidstone who died while playing on her Xbox with friends. An inquest heard how 23-year-old Natalia Brooke was found dead by her mum last August. She's described her daughter as beyond amazing and says she would light up any room she was in. Five million pounds worth of cocaine has been seized at Sheerness Port. Border force officers discovered around 56 kilos have been concealed in the fan motor space of a container that had arrived from South America. It's the second haul of drugs found at the port in the last month, though the two cases are not currently being linked by police. On to some Covid news for you now. Our ministers have been defending today the decision to drop Plan B coronavirus restrictions in England. Health Secretary Sajid Javid thinks the country's got to live with the virus, as He says kids don't have to wear masks in class anymore. Working from home guidance has also been scrapped. Well, first, let's hear from our resident GP, Dr Julian Spinks, who's based in Stroud.
3: I think it certainly looks like the numbers have flattened out and are probably falling. If you're looking at the infection rate in Kent, in some parts it's halved over the space of a week, which does um, you know, give some uh, some hope, shall we say? Mm. Uh, we've. I would still be a little bit more cautious, to be honest with you. There's been lots of changes in the way we collect statistics. Obviously, we've stopped doing PCRs and so on. Um, and I think it's too early to drop our guard too much. Uh, we're still at a, an infection rate which would have been felt to be horrible a year or two ago.
0: It's that B word, balance. You know, at what time do you, you know? Get rid of those restrictions, of course, before you and I have been sitting here talking about this, it seems, for, 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 year, for years now. Um, but does it appear that the, the government has got this one right? Of course, you say the case numbers are dropping, so it only
3: makes sense. Um, I, I think they gambled, and this time round, actually, it came the right way. Um, because the big gamble was we didn't know really how bad Omicron was going to be. Mm. It's turned out that providing you've got your booster, it's not as dangerous a disease as some of the previous waves. Um, but if you haven't got your booster, then there is still a risk you'll end up in hospital with it. Of course, those Plan B restrictions, including things like mask wearing, some people may be a bit sceptical about wearing masks. What's the science behind it? Is this, is this as big a step as it's,
0: as it's been made out?
3: Well, there's now been quite a lot of research which shows wearing masks actually mm. will cut down the chances both of you catching it and also spreading it if you're unlucky enough to be asymptomatic. Um, And the better the quality of the mask, the less chance to spread, although for most people the surgical-style mask um, is probably adequate.
0: Away from the virus itself, there's more fallout from lockdown-breaking parties at Downing Street. Kent artist Tracy Emin has asked for a piece of work hanging in number 10 to be removed. The neon sign reading More Passion was installed as a gift when David Cameron was in power. However, the Turner Prize-nominated artist from Margates' Passion is the last thing this present government needs. When number 10 insists... Boris Johnson won't resign, even if he faces a vote of no confidence. It needs 54 MPs to write a letter before a vote can take place, and it's understood a number are waiting for the outcome of an independent investigation first. We've been out chatting to shoppers in Rochester, and they are pretty split over whether the PM should
3: go. Politicians are known for lying, it's what they do, but he has lied so consistently and is still lying. Yeah. So enough's enough.
1: He shouldn't have done a party, but what the hell, eh? we all got to have our little escapes, haven't we? No, he shouldn't resign. As far as I'm concerned, he's doing a good job and I shall vote for him again when it comes up.
0: I think he's done
3: his level best and we don't want anyone worse. Look, we all make mistakes. He had Brexit to deal with. He's had all this to deal with. I think he's done great. He's consistently shown himself to put his party and others before the needs of the people and that's not what a government leader should be doing. I don't think he should ever have been our prime minister in the first place. He's done nothing right in the time he's been there. He's been money for all his pals. He doesn't care about anyone but himself. And now he's just, well, we all know he's a liar. The Kent Online Podcast with ball in
0: Maidstone. The chairman of Gillingham Football Club says his 16-year-old daughter has been the target of abuse. Paul Scally's mobile number was shared on social media recently and he's been getting phone calls in the middle of the night from fans who want him to resign. He's also had to change his daughter's numbers because of shocking messages they've received. The Jills are currently in the League One relegation zone. It's feared selling Gravesend Town Pier and Pontoon to a private company will be disastrous. The council's selling off the world's oldest cast iron pier to Thames Clippers, which runs the Uber Boats River Service to London. But other businesses say it'll lead to a monopoly and they'll end up being excluded from also operating there. The council says continued ownership would only create further financial pressures and the firm is best placed to establish rapid river links to the capital. More than 400 people have been arrested for drink or drug driving offences in Kent in just one month. Officers stopped over a thousand vehicles during their Seasonal campaign in December. Kent police say it's concerning more than a third were being driven by people who were in no fit condition to get behind the wheel. Dock workers in Sheppey have gone on strike for a third time this month. Members of the Unite Union are protesting about car importers at GB terminals firing and then rehiring staff to change working conditions. A picket line outside Sheerness docks is aiming to disrupt imports from Germany. GB terminals have so far not responded to requests for a comment. Now, a new inquiry looking into the supply chain of goods between Kent and the EU is underway. Members of the Transport Committee have visited the port of Dover to look at the impact of the pandemic, driver shortages, and changes to border procedures which have all impacted the flow of goods. You may well have noticed sometimes that supermarket shelves are a lot emptier than they used to be. Well Doug Bannister is the chief exec of the port and says they've been working hard.
1: So the Port of Dover has has maintained our operations throughout all of the Brexit scenarios and and all of the Covid to ensure that the nation kept supplied with the critical goods that it needed and we have managed to do that very effectively over the last few years. So the supply chain issues that would have affected other areas of the of the country haven't impacted us here. The, uh, the introduction of the biometric checks, so-called entry-exit system from the European Union, that could have a profound impact on our operations. Uh, what it's insisting upon in the way it's currently written is for people to have to exit their vehicles and anyone uh, any any of your viewers who have been through the Port of Dover and just know how busy this place is, we cannot have people just get out of their vehicles to get checked on. We don't have the capacity, and it's just too dangerous. When Britain decided to leave the European Union, these weren't a feature of the discussion at all. These these kind of came in around about the same time, but to be implemented at a future, a long time in the future state. Now you know Britain's done. Uh, Everything that it can to make certain that the the Brexit leaves us with a good platform and it all works properly. This is a looming threat that we now have in that it could really constrict the flow of this critical supply chain uh, to our largest trading partner,
0: almost ten thousand lorries travel through the port of Dover every day.
1: Kent Online reports
0: part of the M25 near Dartford was closed for several hours earlier after a lorry caught alight. At Kent Online, you can see pictures of the blaze, which broke out on the clockwise stretch near Junction Two at about half seven this morning. Firefighters managed to put out the flames, and thankfully, no one was injured. The RSPCA are investigating after a badly injured puppy was thrown over a garden fence in Dartford. The terrified lurcher was found abandoned in Queen's Gardens on Monday night. He's now being looked after by the charity but may need his leg amputated. We've got a CCTV image of the moment he was dumped at Kent Online. A Kent MP has criticised the AA for not prioritising lone women waiting for roadside assistance. Canterbury's Rosie Duffield got involved in a Twitter debate after a woman shared her experience of being forced to wait alone in the dark when her car broke down. She says she's deeply concerned. Concerned by the policy. Well, you can let us know what you think today by voting in our poll. Just head to Kent Online. A Maidstone couple who won a million pounds on the lottery have told the Kent Online podcast it's made a massive difference to their severely disabled daughter's life. Adam and Amy Pryor picked up the win on the Euro Millions in August 2017. Their daughter has life-limiting conditions, including mobility issues and hearing difficulties. Well, they've used their winnings to focus on their daughter and even get a companion dog called Merlin. Merlin
3: is just special isn't he, he's such a loving, yeah, he's, he's so loving. He's got such a good personality, he's just so dopey but caring and jumps up on the sofa, loves to cuddle with all of us, loves cuddling Charlotte, he's quite happy just to sit there, almost puts himself to bed on the sofa.
0: Well so far we've been doing, starting with the puppy training with him and he started learning to walk next to her wheelchair um, she can get a bit bored on walks can't she after a while but she started to sort of look for him to make sure he's there and she watches him around the room and i think it's just like he's a real motivational aspect for her to sort of oh what's happening over there what's he doing um and hope we're hoping just the motivation to get her moving about a bit more as well man is going to help charlotte as she grows up by hopefully developing with her if that makes sense helping her at clinic appointments hospital appointments if she needs it if there's something not very nice happening he can be a calming influence um, and also just as, as, a, as a best friend as a companion. Bathing waters off beaches across Kent have achieved their highest ever ratings. Thanet has the highest number of excellent beaches with Bosny Bay, Joss Bay and Walpole Bay all improving to the highest rating. For the fourth year running no bathing waters in the county are considered to be poor. A Canadian Fast Food Chain is opening its first branch in Kent. Plans for a new Tim Horton's restaurant at Westwood Cross in Broadstairs have been approved. It'll also include a drive through There's going to be a series of concerts and music events at Moat Park in Maidstone this summer. Big names including UB40 and Catherine Jenkins are doing shows as part of Park Live Kent. There'll also be a Glitter Bomb event and Raver Tots for children. You can see the full line-up on the website. And a Medway family have been reunited with their dog a year after she went. missing. Winnie the French Bulldog disappeared from her home in Raynham last January. Incredibly, she's now been found in Canterbury and identified through her microchip.
1: Kent Online Sports
0: Tennis and British number 1 Emma Raducanu has been knocked out of the Australian Open. The 19-year-old from Bromley lost her second round match in three sets to Danka Kovinic of Montenegro earlier. On to cricket and England suffered a nine-wicket thrashing against Australia in the opening match of the Women's Ashes in Adelaide Played. The hosts chase down their target of 170 runs with 18 balls to spare in their first 2020 fixture of the series. Opening batter Tammy Beaumont, who plays for Kent, says despite the loss, the team aren't too downbeat.
3: Definitely been part of heavier defeats, I think, in some ways. I think, you know, there's lots of positives there. Obviously,
0: they, they have got a nine-wicket win at the end of the day, but, um, you know, it's post-170. On a ground that is normal the par in uh, women's cricket here is a lot lower. It's a massive positive. The wing gives Australia two points in their multi-format series with the second of three T20s taking place on Saturday. And Kent's opening match of the new county championship season will be against rivals Essex. They begin the campaign on April the 7th in Chelmsford with the competition reverting back to two divisions as opposed to three. The Kent Spitfires will start the defence of their T20 Blast title in May with a repeat of last year's final against Somerset. but that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can now get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site by subscribing. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Ballin Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food, and bottomless brunches.